All right, and we'll say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Baruch Hashem, beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. All right, wonderful. Well, so let's begin by thanking our sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar. Stephen Terry's in for dedicating all of Shuman Drushos this month in memory of Terry's father, Dr. Harry Khan, Tzvi Hirsch, Ben Yosef HaKohen. To thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating the Shuman Drushos this month in memory of Paul's grandfather, Zechariah Ben Zechariah, and grandmother, Dina Bas Dov. To thank our week of learning sponsors and not in the sponsorship, Leilu Yenishmas Moshe Aaron Alter, Ben Yosef Binyamin, on the occasion of his first yard site, and Leilu Nishmas Sara Dina Bas Ali Melech. And to thank... Our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Siman Seyid Haken, for dedicating the learning in all of the tragic carbonos of Klavi Yisrael this past week. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, their Neshamas will have an Aliyah, and the merit of Hashem, Kalish Baruch will usher in an eternal period of peace and shalom for Klavi Yisrael and for all mankind. With that, let us begin. Today's Daf is Lamites 39. We are picking up in Mirza Hashem on Lamid Ches Amid Beis 38b. And we are picking up. We are picking up um, right? three lines up from the bottom. So just to reorient ourselves a little bit, if you remember again, we had an interesting statement, or Mahluk Sina Abaye and Rabba. So Abaye said as follows, if a person eats a chartzon, person eats, all right, we'll, we'll go with the definition of chartzon being a grape skin, person goes ahead and eats, sorry, grape seed, person eats a grape seed, they're lokeshnaim. Person gets two sets of malchus. Why two sets of malchus? One, for the specific prohibition of eating a grape seed, and number two, for the general prohibition of mikol right anything that comes from the vine. Mikol mikol migefen hayayin. So both say so. This was a bayishita that in general anything, in other words, any prohibition that the nazir is over. He's almost always inevitably going to be over on two isurim, one the specific isur and one the general isur. Rava disagreed with this because Rava went ahead and said, "Imokin alav shebechalos." You can't get malchus on a general love. General love, fine. Rav Papa raised Akasha on Abaye, and Rav Papa pointed out a case ultimately again of a nazir who went ahead and violated multiple things, right? And if you notice again, the Brisa only gave him liability for five sets of Malkus. Five sets of Malkus. So Papa essentially says to Abai, Abai, if you're right, he really should have gotten what? Malkus, six sets of Malkus. Why six? Five for the specific prohibitions that he violated and a sixth for the general prohibition of Mikola Sharia Semegef and Hayayin. The fact that there's only five and not six Indicates Ta says Rapapa that Abaye, you're wrong. Abaye counters, right? The Gemara says, Tan of Ashir. No, no, no. When the Brisa says five, the Brisa didn't include all of the things for which you're liable for. So now we're trying to figure out in order to make the claim of Tan of Ashir, you have to identify at least two things, right? That the Tana left off. So one of them could be the Lav Shebech Lalos. But what's the other thing? To which the Gemara says, So say, this is very interesting. I but the Brisa left off. I will say, Bein habinayim. Listen to this. Here's what we've established, right? If a Nazir eats a grape, I will say, right? What are you chayiv for in a grape? So what have we established? You're chayiv for zog, grape skin. You're chayiv for chartzonim, grape seeds. 
What else do you chay for? Everything between the skin and the seeds. That's called the bein habeinayim, right? Like like the meat, like the meat of the meat of the grape. So I will say, if you take a quick look at the rush, the rush says as follows: Rush is hashir the bein habeinayim, haynu mashiyish bein echartzon vazad. So I'll say the part of the grape is so interesting. We've been focusing on the seeds and the, the seeds and the skins. So the stuff that is between the seeds and the skin, the mishum ad. Now say now the truth is there's an additional prohibition. So what's really fascinating about say is if you eat a grape, if you eat a whole grape, it sounds like what are you chayiv for? It's incredible. What are you chayiv? Right? You chayiv for you chayiv for zog grape skins. Yuchayi for bena benayim the flesh. Yuchayi for chatzonim the seeds. I say, by the way, all one little grape, right? One little grape. I was saying all these different prohibitions associated with it. So the Gemara says, I that's not in the Brayso. That's not in the Brayso. El Amra Papa lo tanya midi chamesh. So Papa says, you know what? The truth is, I, I recant. I retract. Right? Don't say that the Brayso said Yuchayi five times. So Gemara said, what's going on over here? Vaha, top of Lamates, Vaha, Os But that was the whole point. In other words, Rav Papa's whole kasha on Abaye was that the Bryce said you only get five sets of, not only, you get five sets of Malkus. That was, Rav Papa's entire kasha was based on the number that the Bryce gave, and the Bryce seemingly omits the Lav Shebech Lalos. My time osve. So I'll say if we're, if the price is not going to have the number five, which is the whole kunsel of the kasha, then what's then what's the kasha that Rapapa is bringing? So we'll say, listen to this. I'm Rapapa. Rapapa says ana savri lav gimare hi biadei. So I will say Rapapa said the reason I questioned Abaye was because I did not think that Abaye had a true tradition a gimara from his rebbe about his position. However, vahadrebe. Right, Rabbi Yadav Hadrbe, Velo Yedana, the Gemara he biade, Velo Hadrbe. I originally thought that when I posed my question to Abaye, Abaye didn't really possess a sincere tradition about this from his Rebbe, and therefore, when confronted with the Brayse, they would retract. But now that I realize that Abaye does have a true Gemara, a true Misora, ultimately again for his position, I retract my question. Fine. So if I will say the way the Gemara essentially ends off is with a more yisodistic machlokis in Abaye and Rava, namely, do you get Malkis on a lav shebichlados? So do you get Malkis on a general lav? And again, at least we're going to keep, we're going to keep hyper-focused on Nazir. So I will say that's, that's a big ramification because what that would mean is when you violate a tenant of Naziros, how many sets of Malkis do you get? So at least again, in, so we'll say, so I'll point out by the way, this goes on both ends, right? So in general, in general, again, is it mean if you eat a grape, you're gonna get a machlok, you're gonna get machlok, you're gonna get malchus for whatever part of the grape you ate, plus from mikala sheria semigev and ayayin, or not. So Abayi says you will, lokin alav shabachlalos. Rava says, in lokin alav shabachlalos. Shabbos says, so what's interesting is the Rambam and Hilchos Nazirus, parakei halacha ches. Right says follows. He says, Nazir Sha'akal Kizais Anovim, Kizais Khartan, Kizai Zog, Kizai Simukim. So he talks about over here, if a Nazir ate a whole bunch of stuff, right? He ate a Kizais of grapes, a Kizais of grape seeds, a Kizais of grape skins, a Kizais of raisins, a Ravius of wine, all these different things. He gets Malchus for every single thing that he did. 
right? So you'll, you'll get Malchus for grape skins, you'll get Malchus for grape seeds, you'll get Malchus for grape, grape busser, right? You'll get Malchus for everything. For everything. Makes sense? Because they're each articulated as an independent love. Shekal echad mehen, belav echadu. Listen to this. Now, look at the Ramam Rais. He says, Veloke Malchus Shishis. Watch this. The Ramam says, You'll get a sixth set of Malchus. Why? Mishum lo yachel devaro. Fascinating. So say, the Ramam holds like Rava over here in this case, namely, that Mikol Asher Yehasem Egefen Hayayin is not an additional love. But the Ramam does hold, and this is fascinating, that if you violate your Nazirus, you're going to get Malchus for whatever the particular infraction, plus... The fact that you've been, you're in violation of Loyachal Dvaro. What does Loyachal Dvaro say? What does Loyachal Dvaro? Don't profane your word. Now, where is that stated? Where is that stated? By Nidorim, right? So, by the way, according to the Rambam, that's, you're going to get that love, you're going to be in violation of that whenever you violate your nether. That's not unique to Nazirus. What he's just pointing out is that Halokha Lamaisa, whenever you're in violation of your Nazirus, you're also in violation of Loyachal Dvaro. It's a real Moser Haskell, if you think about it, that, you know, the, 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 there's a lot written in the Sifri Moser about the psychology of hate. Why do people sin? Why do people sin? Okay, so it's easy to say, you know, gaiva, taiva, covered, right? Gaiva, everything is about me. I just want to make my, I just, I'm a pleasure-seeking person because it's all about my happiness and comfort. Taiva, I can't resist my temptations. And covered, which is kind of the same thing as gaiva, right? So I want to say, but what, what's very interesting is if you believe the concept that people are good at their core, which is what we believe, I want to do the right thing. So why is it that I commit Averus? Why is it? We'll say, I think deep down, deep down, it's often because we think that our actions don't matter. In other words, I'll do this, and it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. In other words, whatever the effects are, they're going to be localized, and there's not going to be any type of ripple effect or ramification. Anything I do doesn't really matter. And I will say what's fascinating to me is like you see a Ramam like this. And what is the Ramam saying? Here it's one little act. And look how one little act has ripple effects, right? See so here, I'm a nausea. I violated the tenant of minus zeros. Okay, fine, right? So I will say, you know how it is. Sometimes you just have to have that grape, right? So sometimes, no matter what the ramifications are, you just can't hold back. What's fascinating is the Ramam says, yeah, by the way, but it's not just about the grape. It's not just about the grape. There are also other ramifications. Lo yachel dvaro. Now, I'll say, if we condition ourselves to think that kind of like throwing the rock into the pond, that there's a ripple effect that comes out, every single thing we do, there's a ripple effect. When a person commits an abeira, says the Rambam, it's, no, it's not localized. It's not the pshat that it's just you and that's it. There's a ripple effect that goes out. And what that ripple effect is, who knows? Now, the beautiful thing is, whatever is true with Avera, is true a hundred times over with a mitzvah. Same thing, I would say. Often we don't seize our opportunities to do mitzvahs because we don't necessarily think that they matter all that much. But if an Avera has a ripple effect, you're not only chayef and aziros, but you're lo yachel dvaro, if it's true l'ra, then it's certainly true the tov. If we take advantage of our opportunities, the impact that positive things and the mitzvahs, Talmud Torah, Chesed, it's not just on us, 
But the ripple effect it has on our family, the ripple effect it has on our community, the ripple effect it has on Klal Yisrael is just as dramatic as well. Incredible. says, So Rabbi Rabbi Omer, Remember again, the last Machlokis in the Mishnah was, what's the definition of Chartsonim and Zog? So remember said, Chartsonim are grape skins, Zog is grape seeds. Rabbi Yossi said, Chartsonim are grape seeds, and Zog are grape skins. I'm Rabbi Yosef, Kiman, Metagaminan, Miputsanin, Ad Itzur, and Sabosai Unculus on the Pasuk of Chartsanim Ad Zag. How does Unculus translate Chartsanim Ad Zag? Literally, Miputsanin Ad Itzurin. What's the definition? I will say Putsanin means like Pneumius, the inner part. Itzurin means the outer part. So I will say, in accordance with who does Unculus translate the Pasuk? To which the Gemara says, Rabbi Yossi. And I will say, if you notice, by the way, already the Gemara adopted Rabbi Yossi as we're going through the Sugya. That Chartsanim ultimately means grape seeds, grape seeds, and Zog means grape skin, which I will say is also fascinating the way the Torah describes the grape, right? How does the Torah describe the grape? How does the Torah describe the grape? From the inside out. From the inside out, which I will say is fascinating because, I don't know, I don't know why intuitively you would assume that how would the Torah describe the grape? How would the Torah describe the grape? From the outside in. You will say perhaps there's an incredible Musa Haskalomus as well, which is interesting. So why does the Torah describe the grape from the outside, from the inside out? So you say, if you think about it, by the way, it's such a contrast with Nazirus. Right? Listen to this idea. What's, what's Nazirus, I will say? What's Nazirus? Nazirus is a person adopting extreme behaviors in order to what? In order to what? in order to go ahead and change the core, right? That, that's what's happening by Naziros, right? Haroa, right? Haroa Soto Bekalkula, someone sees something terrible occurring, what do they do? They adopt this extreme behavior. But what's the goal of extreme behavior? To shape the panemius of the individual. And by the way, this is in line, we mentioned this last night, the Hasidus Chabura. This is in line with the, with the Sefer HaChinuch. Sometimes what you do is your behaviors have to shape how you feel. That, that's, I will say, that's all what Nazir says. Nazir says behavioral modification in order to affect internal change. I will say perhaps like the Shparach was telling the Nazir in a nuanced fashion, fashion is, this is not really the right derech. What's the right derech? Mechatsonim ad zag. The real derech is change the way you think and ultimately that will shape the way that you behave. Change could, should, should take effect from the inside and ultimately spread out from the grape seeds to the grape seeds. I was saying, my did this last night. This is the derech of the Piagetzna. The derech of the Piagetzna, B'nei Machshava Tova, is create and change the way that you think. Change the way that you look at the world. Change the way that you look at yourself. And ultimately, again, that will shape the way you behave. So I will say, it's this incredible interface. So the Nazir, again, once again, the Nazir, who adopts extreme external behavior in order to affect internal change, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him this nuance message, Shefala, don't eat the grape, don't eat the grape. And by the way, how shouldn't you eat the grape? From the inside out. Mechatsonim ad zag. Because what you're doing, I understand why you're doing it, but that's not the best way. The best way is... Change yourself on the inside. Change the way you think. Change the way you look at the world. Change the way you look at yourself. And ultimately allow that shape, that, allow that change 
to shape ultimately the way you behave. An incredible nuanced message from the Riba Hashem. We're all saying Mishnah. Mishnah. Stand the zero Islamic Yom. Great case. Stand the zero says 30 days. We've seen this many times before. Gilach. We'll say, so listen to this. Let's say the Nazir accidentally cut his hair, cut his hair, or for that matter, again, by the way, could be, could be accidentally or intentionally, or he was shaved by Listim. Shaved by Listim. Okay. I'll say, you, you know, j- just understand, just understand, like, so we, we, we look at this sound like it sounds like a hazing over here. I'll say, unfortunately, right, the Jew over time is one of the. One of the <laughs> One of the ways in which the Umos HaOlam ultimately, again, have, have exerted their negative influence on us is by shaving the payas of the Jew, by shaving the beard of the Jew, by shaving the head of the Jew. So Lamai said again, so he was shaved, he was shaved by Listim. What's Talacha? So Yom. So we'll say, this is very important. So what do you lose? So what you lose is 30 days. 30 days. And what we'll say, the Mishnah is teaching us is, in order to complete, in order to bring the final offerings of Nazirus, you have to have hair growth of at least 30 days. So if you cut your hair sometime during your Nazirus, right, intentionally, unintentionally, purpose, right, whatever it was, you did it, somebody else did it, Lemaisa, you cannot conclude your Nazirus unless, of course, you have 30 days of growth. Nazir, Shegilach ben Bezug ben Betar Osha Sif Seif Kol Shulchayev. Similar Nazir, who cuts his hair, we'll say Zug are scissors, Tar is a razor, Sif Sif, we'll say, means you, pull out, you pluck out hairs. You pluck out hairs by hand. By hand, Halach Alamaisa, Yuchayev. We'll say that is a violation. That is a violation, right? Because a Nazir is not permitted to remove hairs off his head, and therefore Halach Alamaisa is going to be Chayev. Fine. So we'll say that's Talacha. Now we'll say this is absolutely fascinating. Listen to this. Ibailahu. Hi, Mazya. Listen to this, says, when hair grows, does hair grow from the base or does hair grow from the tip? Right? This is the Shaila. Right? In other words, we know hair grows longer. Where is the growth taking place from? Is it grow from the, um, not the base, what do you call it? The, um, the pore. Pore? Roots. Follicles. No, but it's a hair follicle. The part where it's attached to the head. Yeah. No, that's the root of the hair. I think it's a pore, no? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Right. I'm sorry? Bottom and top. Good. That's the <laughs> Excellent. Good. Keep it easy. Good. Give it easy. So, say, so does the hair grow from the bottom or the top? Good. Easy enough. Say, so the Gemara says, say, it's one of these interesting... Say, can you imagine like the guy who asked this in the Des Medrash? Right? So, say, so the Gemara says, so the, right? who cares? Who cares? Now, say, now watch this. So listen to this. Let's say it's the case of Mishnah. Let's say this guy's in Azir, Ruben's in Azir. And what happens? Someone came along and cut his hair. Someone cut Ruben's hair. But, now what's the but? They left, uh, the, their hair is long enough that you could bend it over. Right? In other words, that you could take the, you could take the hair and essentially the, the tip of the hair, excuse me, could touch the base. To touch the base. So his hair was cut, right? Obviously, his head wasn't shaved. His hair was cut, but the hair itself is still long enough that Allah so the tip could touch the base. So what's the halacha? I will say, well, watch this. If you say ultimately again that hair grows from the bottom, then Rabbi Naziros has shakle. Then ultimately, I will say that what ends up happening is 
what ends up happening is that halacha lemaisa, that growth that took place during the Nazirus, that was removed. That was removed. And therefore, again, he would have to let his hair grow out again. Rabbi, But I will say, at the end of the day, if you say that hair grows on the top, then I will say, that means that what the Nazir consecrated, because I will say, what did the Nazir consecrate? His hair at the time of his nether ultimately is still intact. I will say, see, you hear the shaila. If you hold that ultimately again, hair grows from the bottom. So then when they cut his hair ultimately again, they cut off the hair that was consecrated. But if you say that hair grows from the top, then that which he consecrated at the beginning of his Naziros ultimately is still intact. To which the Gemara says, Tashma meha. So also, let's analyze this from here. Very interesting. Say. So listen to this. Inva. Rabbi will say, Inva is a knit. Right? Inva chaya dekaim beikva debensa. We'll say, if you notice, a live knit, right, a live knit always nestles itself at the base, right, at the bottom, at the root of the hair. If you say that hair grows from the bottom, then what should happen with the knit? Then ultimately, so we'll say, if hair grows from the bottom, then what? Then the knit ultimately should rise up, to, right, should be elevated together with the hair growth. The fact that the knit nestles itself at the base and remains at the base would seem to indicate to us that where does hair grow from? Hair grows from the top, not from the bottom. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, the Olam Milatachas Rabbi, not necessarily. Hair can still grow from the bottom. But rather, the knit itself chooses to constantly climb down the hair and nestle itself by the base. Okay? Tashma, what's another case? Inva mesa, a dead knit, a dead knit. So Barisha debensa, ultimately, finds itself, right? A dead knit could often be found at the top of the hair. And if you hold that hair itself goes ahead and goes ahead and grows from the top, then Be'ikva debensa bailamekam. Then ultimately, again, the knit should remain at the base. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 Hasan Nami Mishum, the less Bechela. Sharuge Shariga Vaazil. So we'll say it's very interesting. The Gemara assumes the reason why the knit normally finds itself by the base is because it moves there. It moves there. It chooses once the knit is dead, ultimately again it just it, it it falls because remember again the assumption is that it's the top of the hair that 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 is that way that is weighed down and therefore Allah said that's where the knit finds itself just by dint of gravity. Okay. Tashma, so we'll say this interesting case, me blurus to cushion. So we'll say there's an interesting case from the blurus of the cushion. And we'll say, what's the blurus of the cushion? If you take a quick look at the rush, so we'll say, so the rush is on the bottom, three, about seven lines up from the bottom of the rush, in the wide lines. Me blurus cushion, the rush's girsa is goyim. Heals the blurus is the goyim. So we'll say, so what is the blurus? Shemagdilim blurus, l'shem of all this kacham. Now we'll say, the blurus essentially was like a ponytail. Like a ponytail, but it was a unique kind of ponytail because what would happen? What would happen? They would shave their heads. They would shave their heads and just leave like this ponytail. I will say, you know where you can see this? It's a Mephurish scene in the Ten Commandments, right? If you remember again, this is how the Egyptians looked in the Ten Commandments, right? They all had, which by the way, they must, they must have taken, I don't know, maybe that was really Egyptian culture. I don't know if the Egyptians had Belorus. But that's right. remember, remember the hand that, who was the, who was Pharaoh in that? Uh, Yul Brenner, right? Remember? I'm the only person who watched the Ten Commandments. I saw it on a trip to Eretz Yisrael. It was on the, it was, right? So I say, so, 
So I'll say, so that's, you know, they, they, they should, that's Blorus. That's Blorus. So I'll say, so now listen to this. So he says, So now watch this. Here's the chap. So they would shave the rest of their head, leave this patch of hair, and they would make a pony, like a ponytail, essentially like a, like a, long, a long ponytail from this piece of hair. Watch this. So we want to bring the following raya. When the Goyim would make this, this blowris, what would happen is they'd shave the head, they'd grow out this hair, they would braid the hair very tightly. They'd braid the hair very tightly. Now, I will say, now what would happen over time, something very interesting, the area, the, the area of, the hair, of the hair attached to the head would become loose, would become loose. And I will say, now what does that seem to indicate? What does it seem to indicate? That growth is occurring where? At the bottom, at the base of there. Because what's end up happening is the hair grows out. So the hair that's growing obviously is not in the braid. It's not in the braid. So it gets loose where the braid is attached to the head. That would seem to indicate that halacha lamaisa, that halacha lamaisa, ultimately again, hair growth takes place from the bottom. To which the Gemara says, "Don't ask yourself." Hasam nami, aidi dikamto he mishchivarafia. To which the Gemara says, "No, no, no." In reality, the reason why that gets loosened is because the Gentile sleeps on the braid. So, as a result of sleeping on the braid, moving on the braid, that's why it gets loosened by the hair, by the by the base. But that's not necessarily a raya that growth takes place at the base of the hair and not at the, and not at the top. Tashma, I was still trying to prove this point. Tashma, miskarta derafi amra. So it's actually very interesting. So the Gemara says, a raya for this is Maestro Behema. So what's the happens on Maestro Behema? You take a sheep, right? Right. We know we put them in the pen, small opening, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Sheep number 10 comes out. What do you do with sheep number 10? Right? A little brush of paint. It will say, what happens to the wall that's painted? What happens to the wall that's painted? It becomes um, stiff and like, uh, what's the word? Um... Stiff, comes stiff, and as a result of the paint, right? So what's interesting is, but if you go underneath that wall, you go into the wall of the sheep, so over time, the wall underneath the paint is very soft. It's very soft. So what does it seem to indicate? That where does hair grow from? It goes from the base and not from the top. So I'll say that's the lashon over here. Misikra derafi amra milatachas. Right. Ultimately, again, even though the sheep is painted, sheep is painted. Derafi amra milatachas. Ultimately, again, the wool underneath it is soft, which would seem to paint a picture that wool that hair grows from the base. Vitanya, sanya v'sukat savi sabia dikin. I'll say another example of this is when old men color their beards. Right? What do you see? I'll say, interesting, right? Old men color their beards. What do you see? Chavron ikvi nemehon. They are white at the roots. They are white at the roots. In other words, sometimes when you dye your hair, you, old men dye their beards, right? You can always tell really that they're actually gray or actually white by looking at the roots. So I'll say, what does that tell you? Sorry, I'm a Lama Testament base, 39b. What does that tell you? Shmamina milatachas rabbi shmamina. So I'll say, what do you see from here? You see from here that hair grows from the roots and not from the top. Incredible. Now, one second. Now, one second. Say, so let's go. How, how do we get into this entire discussion? How do we get into this entire discussion? Because again, remember, remember again, what's the Mishnah's case? The Mishnah's case, uh, the Mishnah's case is a situation ultimately, again, of where somebody's cutting the hair of the Nazir. 
right? Someone's literally cutting his hair against his will, or whatever, cutting his hair with his will, right? But, but Lamaisa, but with his consent. But Lamaisa, again, the Shiloh was, what happens if they cut his hair, but they left off enough to be able to bend the tap, tip of the hair to the base? Now, both say, so we're asking again, what's the status? So now, we're, now we've established that halacha lamaisa, when you go ahead and hair grows, hair grows from the base. So both say, now let's circle back. But that's what you learned in the Braisa. Nazir, Shegel Chuhu Listim, Vishayru, Bekede Lakov, Roshali, Karo, Eno Soser. So I'll say, what did we learn? Watch this. What did we learn? A Nazir whose head was shaved by Listim. Or I should say his head was shaved. His hair was cut by Listim. And now what happens? I'll say, but they left over enough hair, right? Or I should say, they gave him a trim. They gave him a trim, right? But the hair is still long enough that what can you do? You could bend the top of the hair to the bottom of the hair. What's talacha? Eino soser. This does not go ahead and and demolish or destroy the nether nezirus he has observed. But one second, it doesn't make sense. Visadaitcha milatachas rabbi. But I will say one second. If you hold that hair grows from the base, then I will say what should be the halacha? Listar. Listar. I will say why? Because if hair grows from the base, I will say then when they give him a trim, what have they done? What have they done? They have taken away the hair that he was makdish at the time of his nezirus. So you're saying, here's the whole chat. If you say that hair grows from the top, so here's something interesting. What does that tell you? What would that tell you? When he became a nazir, what happens at the moment you become a nazir? You're makdish the, head, the hair on your head. If hair grows from the top, even if they give him a little bit of a haircut, what's the good news? What's the good news? That the hair that he was makdish at the time that he took his nezirus is still intact. Okay, but now we're saying, no, hair grows from the base. Well, if hair grows from the base, I will say, but what that means is they removed the hair from his head that he was makdish at the time of his naziros, that he became a nazir. And yet the Brisa says that that trim does not go ahead and destroy his naziros. But why not? Why not? What's going on over here? Shavos is very interesting. Kigon, shagilchu achar malos. Oh. I will say, what's the case of the Raisa? Fascinating. What's the case of the Raisa? When did they give him, when did the listim give him a forced haircut, I will say? After the duration of his Naziros had already come to an end. Wow. So I will say, so let's just take a simple example over here. Ruvim became a Nazir for 30 days. 30 days are now over. What happens? Now the listim, now the listim, give him a forced haircut. So I will say, so now watch this. Umani. Rabbi Eliezer, you're both saying Rabbi Eliezer. What does Rabbi Eliezer say? Da'amar kol achar melos zayin soser. Both say we've seen this position before. Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that halacha lamaisa. Once you finish the duration of your nezirus, if something happens, now by the way, the something could be a variety of things. The something could be either a tuma, as we'll see in just a moment, or something could be a haircut. Once you've finished your neder nezirus, if something happens, the most you have to wait, or the most you have to observe is seven days. Seven days. So therefore the Gemara suggests in the Brisa that says that if a Nazir had his hair cut by Listim, but they left over enough to go ahead and bend over the hair from the, top to the, from the tip to the base, that Allah said doesn't, it's not so stood in his eros, that's Rabbi Ali Azar. And when is it taking place? After the conclusion of the Neder Nezirus, Rebbe says that if something happens after Neder Nezirus, all you have to do is observe seven days. Now, where does he get this from? Now, where does he get this from? Rebbe says, interestingly, in, oh, fine, where does he get this from? So, my time is Rebbe Yazar, Yolif 
Taglachas Taro Mitaglachas Tumo. So he learns out ultimately again the haircutting of Taro from the haircutting of Tumo. What does this mean? Mataglachas Tumo Shiva Af Taglachas Taro Shiva. Shabbosi and I watch this. Rabbi says like this. Shabbosi, Rabbi Eliezer's paradigmatic case was in the case of Tumah. Rabbi what was the case of Tumah? The Nazir finished his duration of his Nazirus. Right? So Rubin is going to be a Nazir for 30 days. He finishes the 30 days. Then Rabbi then what happens after the 30 days? He becomes Tameh. What does Rabbi Eliezer hold? It's not social Nazirus. Rather, what does he have to do? He has to observe seven days. Rabbi Rabbi Eliezer's obligation, obligation to, or say the obligation to observe seven days is not unique to Rabbi Eliezer. What are, what are the seven days? What are the seven days? That's the seven days of Tumah. In other words, that's the halacha. That's the halacha. You have to observe seven days. Again, with Hazah, rice sprinkling on days three and seven. Rabbi Eliezer says the same way that halacha lamaisa, you have to observe seven days for Tumah, you also observe seven days for Tara. What's the example of Tara, Bosai? That's our case over here. Where, let's say again, Reuben is in Nazir, and what occurs? Somebody comes along and cuts his hair. Someone along comes along and cuts his hair. And therefore, he has to observe seven days prior to going ahead and offering up his Kabbalos. To which the Gemara says, Af shiva, Bosai, if you take a quick look at the Rosh, the Rosh is on the right-hand column, about nine lines in. If, let's say again, Listim went ahead and shaved his head after the close of the Nazirus, called him Havas Kabbalosa, before he brought his Kabbalos, he goes ahead and he waits to do his official haircutting seven days. And the Rabbanon have established Kozayin Yomen Asya Mazya Kedelokov Roshalikaro. Chazal felt that over the course of seven days, there's going to be enough hair growth that the hair will grow long enough to allow the tip to touch the base. Sefer Rabosai, very interesting. assuming over here that this entire thing is reflective of the view of Rabbi Eliezer, which, which we'll talk about, but a very important area, of the opinion, once you close out your Nedinazir, so when we say close out, that means once you've observed the requisite time, and the only thing you have left is what? Is what? Is the offering of the Karbanos. The most you could lose is seven days. So if you become Tameh, seven days. Somebody cuts your hair, seven days. But essentially, according to Rabbi is once you've observed the actual duration, that's locked in. The only thing that could happen is a delay as to when you're able to offer up you're concluding Karbanos. Incredible. Incredible. We'll say it's a little bit weiter. Again, we're going to see, we're going to see whether or not we're passing that way Allah HaLemais in just a little bit. Well, we'll see a little bit in the coming week. So, Gemara says as follows. Let's remember again. What else do we establish in the Mishnah? When it comes to hair cutting, however you're cutting your hair, you are going to be chayiv. So, whether it is scissors, razor, or plucking out hair by hand, you are going to be chayiv. Says the Gemara, Tanra, I want to tar. Right, Taurus is razor. Taurus is razor. Right, the Pasuk is, Kol yimei neder nizro, ta'ar lo ya'avar al rosho. So we'll say, that's the Pasuk. All the days of his nizirus, a razor should not come upon his head. Ad melos hayom ha'shayazer, fine. So we'll say, so, so Torah just says, so Torah ha'banam ta'ar, eimi el ha'tar. I only know that a nizir can't use a razor. Talosh, mirat, sifseif kol shu minayin. So we'll say, how do I know talosh? which means literally again to pull out. 
Mirei, so we'll say, if you look, by the way, at the, the Rosh, the Rosh actually defines these terms. The Rosh says, Talosh, Mirei, the shift safe, because I will say, they all kind of sound synonymous. They all sound like a pulling out by hand. So the Rosh says, Talosh, Biad. So Talosh means to pull out by hand. Mirat, Bissam. So we'll say, Mirei, it refers to a hair removal with a depilatory. Depilatory, a cream of some sort, right? Shif, Suf, Biad, Vevirasar. So this is very interesting. So it seems to be, according to the Rosh, talash means pulling out by hand, but not necessarily the entire hair. Maybe just part of the hair. Let me, let me, let me do the bookends. As opposed to shifsuf, which means pulling out the entire hair. Mirate refers to hair removal with a depilatory. Okay, fine. Point of Yerabosei is, I only know, Torah tells me about a razor. Tar, how do I know that even if halacha lamaisa again, you remove the hair, full hair by hand, part of the hair by hand, remove hair with a depilatory, you're chayv as well. Talmud Omer, the Pasuk says, Kadosh ye gadol pera se'arosho. So both say the Pasuk says, Kadosh ye, it will be sanctified, will be sanctified, gadol pera se'arosho. Literally again, the growth of his hair. So the fact that the growth of the hair is Kadosh, the Gemara's understanding means what? Torah is telling me that you cannot remove that hair with anything. With anything, David Rabbi Yosher. We'll say these are Rabbi Yosher. So we'll say. So I just want to point out. So first drasha, and we'll say this is also one of these interesting drashas where once again, no one is arguing on the result, on the conclusion. What you're arguing about is how do we get there? So Rabbi Yosher says like this: Torah tells me Nazar can't use a razor. How do I know that Nazar can't use other forms of hair removal? The fact that the hair is consecrated, the hair is, is holy, that tells you, you cannot remove it anyway. Fine, Rabbi Yosher, Rabbi Yonasan says, Tar, Pasik says, Razor, Aimli Elatar, I only know Razor, Mirate, Talosh, Sifsef, Koshu, Potter. Wow, okay. Rabbi Yonasan says, Torah tells me, Tar, I said, I know that you can't use a razor, but if you go and you pull out a hair, Right, they will say again by hand, part of the hair, or the whole hair, depilatory. Your potter, your potter, because you didn't use a razor. I have a hoxiv kadoshia. I, but the pasuk says, bless you, that the hair growth of a nazir should be kadosh. So I'll say, what does it mean? Lememra deimgilach lebetar koyim koyim alei baasevalosase. So I will say, this is incredible. Rabbi Yonasan says. So I will say, Rabbi Yonasan disagrees with Rabbi Yoshia. Rabbi Yonasan says, no, the only time you're chayiv. For removing hair is when? If you do so with a razor. But if you use any other means of hair removal, you will not be chayiv. Aye, but the Pasuk says, Kadosh Kadosh Gadal Pera Sa'arosho, that the hair should be sanctified, which means only that you're not allowed to remove it through any means. So Rabbi Yonasan will say, no, what that teaches me is that if a Nazir does remove hair, Rabbi Yonasan he's in violation of both an assay. And what? And a losase. I should say, a losase, a losase of tar lo yala arosho, and an say that's the last part of the Pasek. So I will say, so incredible. So just to see what's happening over fundamental machlokas, you have Rabbi Yoshia using the ultimate last part of the Pasek of godol pera, godol pera sa'arosho, to teach me, I should say, kadosh yihia, godol pera sa'arosho, to teach me that any form of hair removal is asr, and Rabbi Yonasan using that to teach you, you know, the only type of hair removal that's Asr Midoraisa is what? Razor. 
What does the last part of the pasuk come to teach me? Because that if you remove hair, you're not only in violation of an assay of, of a lo but also of an assay. Rabbi Yosei Tanya, the Chanel Brisa, Tar Torah tells me razor, Amy Elatar, only knowledge you can't use a razor. Talosh Mirait Sif Seit Kol Shuminai. How do I know that even if Alach Lamaisa, you go ahead and you remove it by hand or with the depilatory, that you're going to be chayiv? Tamu Lomar Lo Yavar Al Rosho. Pasik says, Rabbi is very interesting. According to this price, Tar teaches me the prohibition of a razor. The phrase, Lo Ya'avar Al Rosho, comes to teach me what? All other forms of hair removal. So if you're going to say that hair removal is usher with everything, so why do you have to mention razor? Just leave off razor, I will say. Leave, leave it off. Right? And what would I infer if the Torah didn't say anything about, about, if the Torah didn't say razor, what would I infer about hair removal? That any form will be usher. And if indeed any form is usher, why even mention razor at all? So we'll say, so listen to this, because halacha lamaisa is fascinating. Remember again, by Naziros, there is a shaving, right? What's the shaving? The shaving is at the end of the Naziros, right? What gets shaved? What gets shaved? His head. That shaving has to be done with a razor. How do I know that that shaving gets done with a razor? How, how do you know that? To which the Gemara essentially says, the way that I know that ultimately is how? Through tar. Through the fact that the Torah goes out of its way to go ahead and tell me that a Nazir cannot use a razor on his head, tells you that it's during Naziros that a razor can't come upon his head. But what? But what? At the conclusion of the Naziros, dafka, it is done by a razor. Dafka done by a razor. So I will say, again, I'm going to leave you off over here in the middle of the drush. I'll just share with you a short vart on the parasha. So again, we're kind of leaving off middle of the drasha, but just to point out what we're leaving off with are these two dramatic ideas. Number one, this machlokis between Rabbi Yosha and Rabbi Yonasan. Rabbi Yosha is saying all forms of hair removal are problematic. Rabbi Yonasan telling me that no, it's only a razor. And now this second brysa, the second brysa that actually seems to support Rabbi Yosha, all forms of hair removal are, are usher. So why does the Torah single out razor? To tell me that ultimately, again, as razor is used at the end of the Nazarite process. So I will say, Emir Hashem to be continued tomorrow. Share with you just uh, a short, a short vart.